Today on The Good Word, we're talking about physical appearance and coming to know the Lord by His heart. One reality of our relationship with the past is that we have little idea of what things look like unless they were recorded in stone or other sculpture. Except for extreme circumstances, paint and paper don't last more than a few centuries. We have a relatively good idea what the past 150 years have looked like due to photography. Due to photography, but anything before that, we have to rely on fewer and fewer artistic depictions. Historians have to rely on eyewitness accounts for most physical descriptions, which are often biased and incomplete. But a description of a subject does tell us not only about the person or thing being written about, It also tells us about the writer's perspective. What do they value? What do they notice in what they're looking at? Why do they consider it important enough to record? We may never get a perfect insight into the lost past, but we're not disconnected from those who came before us. Jesus Christ is perhaps the most frequently depicted person in art, despite no recorded description of his physical appearance in the New Testament account of his mortal ministry. We can only speculate based upon what we know about the people living in his area at the time. But what Jesus looked like physically is not the important thing for our faith. He set the example of looking on the heart of his people, and he asks us to do the same to those we meet. Physical appearance has little to do with what's truly important. Because the Lord speaks to his servants, a few of his prophets have met him face to face. In the document, The Living Christ, the prophet's vision is repeated where the Lord's appearance is noted. But the description is not so much about physical attributes, instead focusing on his power and his role in the Father's plan. Of the living Christ, the prophet Joseph wrote, His eyes were as the flame of fire, the hair of his head was white, Like the pure snow, his countenance shone above the brightness of the sun, and his voice was as the sound of the rushing of great waters. Even the voice of Jehovah saying, I am the first and the last. I am he who liveth. I am he who was slain. I am your advocate with the Father. This Christmas season, as we seek to remember Jesus and his role in our lives, we might remember how he describes himself. As a sacrificial lamb slain for the sins of the world, he alone could rise from the dead to break the chains of death for all of God's children. He was not just a babe in a manger, but is the Savior of all mankind, central to the Father's plan to save and exalt his children from a fallen world. Through his atonement, the Lord Jesus Christ accepted all the sins and sorrows of the world, allowing him to intercede on our behalf as long as we follow him. The Lord's greatest miracle was not his birth or any of the acts recorded in the Gospels, but his resurrection. The Savior not only lived, but died, and then lived again. Because of him, no one will be lost to the grave. Though his example and his teachings are priceless, the greatest gift of all is the knowledge that the Savior lives even today. He continues to guide his people, doing precisely what he promised he would. Even if we don't meet him face to face in this life, he asks that we come to know his heart as he has come to know ours. And that's the good word 